In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI. I'm your host, Officer Mark Smarks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime, fighting District Attorney VK Fabe. Vincent Kennedy Fabe in the house. For those new around here, I always like to start off with a brief rundown of the layout of this show. Every week, every week, we each present a couple booking scenarios for the others to book. Uh, we don't discuss these fantasy booking cases in advance, or answers are entirely off the cuff and unrehearsed. Uh, this week, getting another punch on his frequent guest card as a special guest witness, the host of Real Talk Radio, available on Anchor and many other platforms, Justin LeBlanc. How you doing, Justin? <laughs> The witness is back, the witness is here, and the witness is ready to ditch, dish, rather, the dirt. How's it going, guys? Uh, doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Can't complain better than I deserve, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I think I went first last week, so we will let DA Fabe go first this week. DA Fabe, what do you got for us? Well, uh, so over the last week, I obviously had the, the pleasure of um, watching everything. And um, <clears throat> the thing that stood out the most to me through the week, and we'll talk a little bit about this on the Wrestling Booking Unit, uh, because there were two things that really, really stood out to me. Uh, but I want you to fantasy book your dream announced team. Um, choose one person for we're going to do a three-person team i know that does not make officer smarks happy because he no. likes the idea of a two-person team indeed but we're going to do a three-person team a face color a uh, heel color and a play-by-play uh, -play. and i want you to go first officer smarks okay ah three-person announced team well i mean I've always been a Tony Schiavone mark, so he's definitely on my team. Um, he'd probably, he probably does best his face color, uh, so I think that's where I'll probably stick him at there. Um, heel color is the tough one, because the only person who really jumps to my head is Bobby the Brain Heenan, and he's did. Just wow. did. Wow. So, so, Rest in I, peace, Bobby Heenan. Rest in peace. Jesus. He, he is the best, at, always has been, and he is the gold standard that I hold every other uh, heel commentator up against, and that's tough. Um, and so, God, it's just so tough. What are you talking uh, about? You got, oh my you God, got Macho Man serious? in there. He's dead, too. We, we can't do Macho Man. <laughs> no, and that's the deal. It's like, that's I mean, I true, like Macho. But still... I mean, I get it, it's um, fantasy, um, but not, you know, undead fantasy. It'd be a bit weird. Yeah. I don't like, know. It is almost Halloween. Oh, I mean, you, know, <laughs> you know, Eric Bischoff did a phenomenal job as commentator, and so maybe I'd give him a shot as heel commenter. I just don't know. Wow. He's been He's been out of the game for so long, and I mean the commentary game, although he's now out of the wrestling game again, so who knows... Uh, uh, whether that would get geez heel commentator really like I'm baffled that you're not saying the one person that I think you should say <laughs> and I want you to figure it out I don't want to spoil it <laughs> well yeah because you're gonna have your chance too here exactly here witness so yeah jeez uh, I don't know um I mean the the sad thing is in terms of like play by play I'm kind of torn for play by play because uh, Excalibur does Bull a phenomenal crap. I know you're a play-by-play -play person. Well, I, you know, Mike Tanay is my go-to, um, but that just writes me up as a WCW mark. Totally. Um, right Eden, there. So. Mike Tanay, Tony Schiavone, like, Jesus, that's WCW in the flesh. Like It, it is, it is, and that's why I'm like... That's uh, old WCW in the flesh. That's not yeah. even the, the NWO years. No, that's true. But but that's why I think I think Excalibur's been doing a phenomenal job. I do like Morrow, but he's a little bit too much color. Uh, 
He's yeah. a very vibrant play-by-play. Very yeah. vibrant. And stuff he comes up with. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I'd do Morrow. Morrow for play-by-play. Tony Schiavone for, for face color. I just, yeah, I'm just trying I'm to still think. Baffled. I'm still <laughs> baffled. I'm sure when you, you end up saying it, I'll be like, oh, of course I could do that. But I just, I don't know. Maybe Taz would make a good. Oh my God. Okay. Heel color. He did really good on AEW Dark last week, so. Yeah, I, I didn't actually watch last week's AEW Dark. I heard the matches were phenomenal, but I didn't actually hear him uh, commentate. All right, that's interesting. I think so, I think I'd let Taz do it because Taz can do a pretty good heel commentator, true, uh, and and still fill in with with the knowledge. You know, that's probably Tony Schiavone's biggest weakness is he doesn't really know like the moves. He was never a wrestler, whereas both Excalibur and Taz were. So. I think that'd probably be the way I'd go uh, for my three-man booth. Uh, but as as DA Fate mentioned, we've had conversations before how I'm I'm a strong believer in the two-man booth. I think you can bring a third man in occasionally, but but a two-man booth uh, to me is where it's at. And so um, I will point out that Jim Ross doesn't even make my list right now at all for any of those so yeah well, and, and if you're using current commentators i mean yeah that's tough because ross ross has been a good play-by-play in the past but right now not so great the guy's but, old man like <laughs> well he's he's old and he's crotchety like like if you listen to him like last week on on dynamite there were a few man where he a few minutes where he was just like get off my lawn old man you know what I mean? He went off on a tangent during one of the tag matches about how they're not holding on to the tag ropes and, you know, the referee really should disqualify for them. That That's not a valid tag. And I'm like, seriously? Just get past it. Well, yeah, but well, AEW wants to go, go off on, on Excalibur? No, did you uh, hear him go off on Excalibur? Uh, remind me, because I kind of Excalibur used a, a larger vocabulary word, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but he was like, really? And he says, like, flamboyant, or, or that's his word, but uh, a larger word. And suddenly, um, you'll have to re- re-watch or re-listen. Um, I want to say, I want to say it was in the second the second uh, tag match. And he went on, the same one that you're complaining about with, where he said, well, they're following the Mexican tag rules, and this is, they're in the U.S. now, you know, and so, yeah, I get it. I totally get it there. But, yeah, he went off on Excalibur at one point, too. And so, yeah, I don't think Ross would make mine either. But go on. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, that that's fine. That's fine. I'm just interested to hear Justin's uh, three-man booth now. Okay, uh, fair enough. So I'm going to start with the heel because I just want to get it off my chest. Um, Corey Graves, anybody? Like he's, he's he's up there for me. I just I was kind of trying to think of of uh, chemistry, and I just didn't see him working well with Tony Schiavone and Excalibur. I think. Yeah, I think it, he would. I don't know. I think he'd work pretty decent with uh, Excalibur. Excalibur does have a few puns that he could put in. He's more wrestling oriented and so on. But I think they might actually work pretty decently together. I mean, DFA and I have talked before. Uh, we are both fans of Corey Graves, so he's he's not not on our list. I just didn't didn't. He's just not on your think, top three. He, yeah, <laughs> that he would be in my top three necessarily. Well, and, and for current, he's he's by far the best heel commentary commentator right now. Right. Um, but still alive, I I'll probably throw another one in in the wrench here in a little bit. But Justin, continue. Yeah. So heel would be Corey Graves face uh so we would count moro as a face correct i normally would yeah yeah if he's more face, or, face or, or color or uh play by play yeah face or play by play okay and then honestly pl- uh so then we have play by play next right so it's heel face and then um the play by play ah like i don't want to say michael cole because i'm annoyed by his voice and a lot of his a lot of the things that he does say is stupid so i'm gonna put uh excalibur in there too okay okay like like i I really enjoy that like that list would be phenomenal for we talked a little while back on a couple episodes ago um and i don't remember if it was wrestling booking unit or or fantasy uh booking uh institute um whether or not 
that we would like to see a the pay-per-views at WWE be one solid show or one solid commentation team. Um, and Justin just probably threw together like the perfect WrestleMania team there. Yeah. In my opinion, mm-hmm. if AEW was part of WrestleMania for <laughs> uh, having Excalibur in there. Yeah, that would be uh, pretty interesting. Uh, it's just, then again, is it too good? Is, you know, when you mesh all those commentating together is it too much of a good team that it's gonna lack somewhere you know what i mean you don't want too much of a good thing you want someone because Corey graves is gonna need someone he can slack on you know what i mean like in the sense of give you know rebuttals to and make fun of and i don't see him doing it too much with maybe with moro he could probably do it with moro and moro won't say anything and excalibur will kind of just make a joke um, and it might work, but that's why Corey Graves works so well with uh, Michael Cole because Michael Cole kind of has like a little serious like rebuttal back, and it's just funny because he just seems like he's all mad about it, and but he still takes it at the end. So they're kind of good together in that regard, and obviously that just comes with experience too, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I yeah, said, I mean, I think that's a, a good team. I just as much as I like Corey Graves, and I I guess maybe some of it is. I'm not 100% confident in Corey Graves outside of the WWE sphere. Like without without uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon's voice in his ear or whoever's in Gorilla that, that particular show, you know, uh, without the script, is he going to be able to to go like like a Tony Schiavone or a Bobby the Brain Heenan used to? I mean, if you go back and watch any of those old WCWs when when Brain was on color. Uh, they're just gold comedy gold or when he was when he was in wwf you know with gorilla monsoon just absolute gold mm. yeah it's good stuff um i'm i'm you know yeah i'll agree with with that i really do like graves right now though i, I think he gives he gives a uh lawler without the puppies oh. um, <laughs> i will also point out how lawler didn't make any of my lists at all <laughs> I know, but Lawler was a good heel commentator. If you didn't have the pervase, just the the attitude era or the yeah the the ah puppies. Well, he's not as perverted now though, right? He's kind of matured. I don't see him like I I remember they made some kind of pun on Raw where all the women were in the ring and they were like, um, you know, Lawler like calm down or hold it together, and he's like. He said something along the lines of, I got this, I can do it. You know what I mean? But in a more serious voice. So I think you can see the strain on his face of him trying <laughs> to hold back the entire time. Um, but I've never been a Lawler fan, and that's that's no secret. I, I didn't like his shtick back in the Attitude Era, and I don't like it today. Uh, and they're really making it hard right now for me to watch Raw between having Lawler on commentary, having Hulk Hogan, and bringing Jimmy Hart out with him. Oh, God, just kill me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I suppose I had to answer my own question because we have three of them here. Um I am astonished two people were not at all even mentioned for the oh. heel commentator um, that I thought probably were going to be at least brought up as potential items because they are still alive. Um, <laughs> and uh, they are really good heel commentators. Um, and so uh, here's looking at you, Chicago made CM Punk was a great heel commentator while he was doing it. And... Um, I don't know if anybody's more fun to hate than JBL. And I, I mean that Ooh. with complete honesty. And I know that uh, Officer Smarks is going, if I have to listen to JBL at a ring, at, on commentary again, um, I'm going to want to kill somebody. And that's why he's a great heel commentator. Um, you are correct with that. <laughs> um so I would probably, if I was going to do it, I'd probably do JBL just because he is that hateable. Um, however, there's the bullying scandal, and so that will never happen. It's more likely to see CM Punk in the in, on the commentary than it is to see JBL. So, but I'm going to go with JBL. I'm going to go with uh, uh, for the um, face color. I, I I really like Excalibur. 
a lot. <laughs> um, and so I think um, Dio just annoys the crap out of me. Um, uh, Beth is is cool and all. Um, I, there just hasn't been a lot of face commentators that I've, I've loved a lot, but Excalibur's as close as they come. And for play-by-play, if there was a if there's two people who could tone Morrow down, those two could do it. And Morrow needs a little toning down. Um, I love him, but man, there's it was it's the Morrow show sometimes on NXT, and I really do want to hear a little bit more of Nigel and Beth. But um, yeah, I'm gonna say Morrow for uh, play-by-play. I will hmm. point out that all three of us chose Excalibur, um, which I think is a big testament towards uh, how good he is and how much of a revelation he's been in AEW. Like, before AEW came around, many of us didn't know who Excalibur was at all. Right. Uh, and now all three of us chose him in one way or another as part of our dream commentary group. Yeah, yeah, I mean... And that's that's impressive for him. I, if you went dream and you went all time and you had people who were deceased or things like that, there's probably been some some really really good ones way back in the day, like Gorilla Monsoon, who I probably would put above Excalibur. But that's probably it. <laughs> but then um, again, Vince, do we Vince really, really like? Good as a face. Do we really like Excalibur because he's just new, perhaps? And it's something refreshing, a new voice that we haven't heard in, you know, WWE, obviously, WCW, and so on. So, I mean, he's great. I'm not trying to take anything away from the guy. But is it just because, you know, AEW is new and we've only really been experiencing Excalibur commentary for, like, what, six, seven months? Uh, there's definitely something to be at least considered with that, uh, but I don't know. It's just, I mean, all of us have been watching professional wrestling for a long time, right. and so even though we weren't very familiar with him, we were familiar with what we liked in commentary. We'd been uh, listening for long enough, watching for long enough, that we knew what our preferences were, and it's not that he's doing anything like new or unique it's just that he's doing what we like so well so there always could be a honeymoon period that that wears off and we go "Eh." but i mean the simple fact is uh we all pretty much universally did not like uh alex marvez um and and he was new and unique but we took one listen to him and said nah we're good Mm. that's kind of how i feel about dio dio's new and unique and I really could, I enjoy, oh, I can't believe yeah, about he's, he's, this. Officer Smarks is going to fire the first round from his gun um, after I say this, but I enjoy Lawler more than Dio, and that's pretty bad. You better be glad you're in a different city than me right now. <laughs> now, I've got a soft spot for Dio, if only because... Uh, Outside of kayfabe, he actually used to play in the NFL for my favorite football team. Oh, that doesn't count. Stop it. That's so biased. And (laughs) we're talking about pure commentating here. But I don't know. Dio is cool. But at the same time, he's just, I don't know. Like, there's nothing special about him either. He has a refreshing voice, but... The funny thing is we have three guys here who geek out over something that is kind of nerdy in this world. Um, And uh, Dio Dio kind of exemplifies the geek out market is what they're shooting for with him. And God, just I get repulsed every time I hear him talk. I'm like, dude, you aren't even good at being a geek. (laughs) You got to stop. He's just really, really great. I mean, if if I recall correctly, he was only like within the last year signed to NXT in a developmental contract, um, and he was signed as a wrestler, and then they transferred him into commentary. So he is extremely new at this. So mm. I give him a little slack on that, uh, but, but although we'll he was part of your favorite football team, so and he was part of my favorite football team. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Good for the Texans. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, he wasn't a, a really big, important part of my favorite football team. Otherwise, he'd still be there. Right. But... This is a guy who's never lived technically in Texas. You've lived near the, near Texas, but never lived in Texas, who decided to be a fan of a team the expansion year, and he's not from that area. So new is obviously good for you. So I think I think maybe you're being biased to D, in favor of Dio because it's new and shiny. That's what I think. And, I'm not and, saying I think he's great. I'm just saying I don't think he's horrible. So I don't think he's Jerry Lawler. That's, that's such sure. a that's such a cop out answer though. <laughs> I don't think he's great, but you know he's not horrible either. Great. Well, thank you, I, officer. I'm just saying out of the three man booth in uh, Raw right now, if I had to fire push Barry them, uh, he would not be the push. But he would also not be the fire. He'd be the berry. Ah. That needs to be a show. I'm sorry. Firebush Berry needs to be a show. I, I would totally do one of them, but it's actually a reoccurring sub, uh, uh, segment on what culture on their wrestle culture show. Uh, so um, I've, I've really been thinking about how can I tweak that so that it's not a direct ripoff of them. So they literally use Firebush Berry? Yep, they do Firebush Berry. Oh snap! Uh, and and the rule is, fire is fired from wrestling permanently. They cannot go wrestle for another company. Uh, So it's a big deal. Anyways, segment we're stealing at some point. I think (laughs) I just got to figure out how to how to tweak it so that it's not like intellectual property theft. Just just make just add one more thing to it. Or it's semantics. Just use different synonyms. Instead yeah. of fire, put release. Instead of bury, put I don't know. We'll think about it. Yeah. Well, and if you can make it FMK in some way, shape, or form, that you know that that brings it back to Step Brothers, where it really came from. So, all right. So that's the end of that, and we have uh, our, our stuff. Um, are, do we are we giving the witness his his first, or or is this going to Officer Smarks next? I think I'll do number two, and then we'll we'll finish it off with Justin. So. Witness Save the best for last. I'll do it. out and twice. Awesome. All right. Hit me with it. Okay. So continuing the theme we set up last week, talking about factions. Oh. Um, I <sighs> both of you to book the new Four Horsemen. Now, the rules are simple. You can choose any brand. But all members must be from that brand. No swapping brand. Oh, you want this first or you want the DA on it first? Oh, take it. Good, sir. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, I thought you said you were being nice. I Uh, think this is a super good one. It's it's good. It's that I want to, that when you have the quality of, to say, four horsemen, that means you have to have enough quality on a brand to fit all those categories. That's a tough one. That's why I wanted you to take it, D.A. <laughs> so, um, give me... Uh, <laughs> <sighs> I think it's there. I think it exists. For sure. I think Just it exists which currently brand? in the inner circle. Um, frighteningly, but I mean, oh. Jericho's got the mouth for it. Easy. Um, Hager, you know, is the size to be whichever one you wanted to call the muscle. Um, or or he could also be Arn Anderson's role. Um, God, that's that's actually really close to the Four Horsemen right now. That group, um, they are five, but that group is is really really close. If I had to not just take an existing uh, existing one because that one is so incredibly close, um, I. I'm going to try and get out of AEW. There's so many factions in AEW, and I don't want to tear apart the other ones. Speaking of which, we've mentioned that that makes it overall better television, and notice the two shows with the most factions are the ones people everybody likes to talk about right now. Um, I am going to take this over to... Oh, let's put it on... I need to look at WWE rosters because I'm trying to stay away from AEW on this because otherwise I sound like Mark. Um, bear with me for a second. You may want hmm. to edit some of this, Officer Smarks. 
No, I'm oh. just gonna let the dead air uh, go out. Into... And you know what? And and while you're looking at it, let's just you know ponder some ideas in regards to who each member was in part of the Four Horsemen in the sense of which role they actually had. So Arn Anderson would be considered what? The Enforcer. Hart was the Enforcer. The I mean, Enforcer. That's exactly yep. Hey, you, you're supposed to be doing research, sir. I'm sorry. This one was for... <laughs> Get back to your homework. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Arn Anderson was the Enforcer. We have Ric Flair who was, I guess, the mouthpiece. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I would say. Um... And then, wow. And and the other two were, remind me? Well, I mean, the original one was Ole Anderson, and uh, it went through some, but Tully Blanchard was, was yeah, for Tully a long Blanchard. time. And uh, he was technically the muscle. Yeah. So. But uh, And then they did have a manager with James J. Dillon, but you don't need to worry about their manager because they rarely used uh, in later uh, in, in later years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you had Ole and Arn Anderson, uh, you know, kind of as as I don't know the the enforcer muscles, although Arn was the big one. Ole did a lot of like he was kind of the leader, you could almost say. Oh, really? Uh, with Ric Flair as the mouthpiece mm. and and the golden boy, really. I mean, they were always pretty happy for Ric Flair to be the one with the championship, while the rest of them, you know, uh, helped out and and kept it going and then Tully was like the muscle um so i mean later on though lex luger uh oh i don't count lex luger on. being there uh and so it was you know it was replacing Oli for a while um you know you you eventually had barry windham come in sting was in it for a short period of time uh chris benoit chris benoit later in yeah. the end was was kind of kind of the big one towards the end, although uh, that also was when they had Mongo in it, and we don't talk about Mongo. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, I am going to go with SmackDown. I'm going to go with The Miz as Ric Flair. I am going to go with Cesaro as the Enforcer Arn Anderson. I am going to go with Dolph Ziggler in the not- Oli role, but in the Chris Benoit role. And I'm going to go with Braun Strowman in the uh, uh, in the Tully Blanchard role. And yeah, I know that's cheating. Uh, like, I feel like that team was amazing until you said Braun Strowman. Oh. <laughs> like, I feel like oh, that oh, would oh, work oh. perfectly. But then Braun, I'm like, oh. Like, Braun's great and everything, whatever. He's a good wrestler and whatnot, but oh. <laughs> Well, I could have put Lars Sullivan in there or or uh, Luke Harper, but he'll be gone soon enough. So, mm. um, you know, that that's that's where I went for the muscle. Mm. I could put Brock Lesnar in there, but he ain't playing second fiddle to nobody. And he won't show up half the time, so it'll be the three horsemen for like a good <laughs> three weeks out of the month. So exactly exactly but i love the miz in his talking roles i love him as a as a heel talker um i'm upset that he's been a face for as long as he's been a face um i enjoy cesaro as kind of the silent backup guy um yeah i think as a whole yeah, and ziggler we all know that uh, i think i've made it pretty clear on past shows i am a Dolph ziggler fan um but then I needed a big dude, so I went with him for my big dude. Okay. Drake Maverick is my big dude, or Big Show. Drake mm. Maverick is the big dude would be funny, is Tony Blanchard. <laughs> because he's <Yeah>. not. <laughs> but All right, fair That's enough. Fun. So I got my list. Okay. And I'm going for Raw. Okay. And what I'm doing is I'm doing KO as the Nature Boy. Man, I was on that too. I was on that <laughs> same page, and I was like, "Nah, I'm about to step off the." Oh, I'm jealous. Finish. Yeah, uh, Ko is the Nature Boy. We got. Um, I, I want Ricochet in the Four Horsemen. I want him as the technical, the the tech. He's not. He's, he's more of a tech. Yeah, he's kind of. He's a technician. He's a technical wrestler to an extent. Uh, I I don't know. I want to see Ko and Ricochet work together. In terms of, like, I'm thinking of kind of new guys. So, 
I want KO, Ricochet, uh, Buddy Murphy. It's 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 a new Four Horsemen, so it's not all about the the bronze, if you will. Um, but to add a little bit of muscle to it, I feel like yeah, that's the problem. Raw doesn't really have much muscle anymore. Oh, are you kidding me? You're missing this. What? You would think it's Samoa Joe? No, no, Drew. Oh, Drew. Fine. I just really hate Drew, though. That's the problem. That's okay. Leave him out. <laughs> Samoa Joe. Joe. Fair Joe. Enough. So Joe, KO, Ricochet, and Buddy Murphy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no... I mean, Joe's the enforcer, so we got that. KO is the mouthpiece, because I feel like no one else can talk there. Although, you know, uh, Ricochet is not too bad, but he's definitely no Ric Flair. KO has a better chance of doing that. And then, um, then yeah, then you just have the two technicians in uh, terms of uh, Ricochet and uh, Buddy Murphy. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, not two chefs. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I can't argue with either of your choices. Uh, you know, they, they both fit the bill and both would, would uh, be excellent versions of the four horsemen to, to see down the road. Uh, my version is going to be a little bit out of left field for you guys. Uh, notice I said they can be from any brand. Oh, boy. Uh, and, and, of course, you immediately think AEW, you think NXT, Raw, or SmackDown. Uh, but With ROH. Nobody thought of Ring of Honor or Impact Wrestling. And, mm, yeah, you're right, because I don't watch Impact, so... Uh, and... <laughs> And and you are excused for that since very few people watch Impact since this until recently been on a channel that most people don't get. Well, that um, it's available online too, so technically I would have no excuse not to watch it because it's they have a bunch of YouTube stuff. You can also just order it online as well. You so can, and they stream them on Twitch, but they don't stream the actual normal broadcast. They stream like a secondary commentary crew. It's really mm. but. With the same uh, matches? Same matches. It's just like, for some reason or other, at least and maybe they've changed it since I checked in last time on it on Twitch, but it's like they've got a, a secondary production crew for yeah. the Twitch stream. And oh, wow. it's usually just hard cam, and it's different people talking, but the same matches going on. And maybe they've changed it or fixed it. Maybe I caught it on a weird day. However, um, Impact has been putting on really good shows recently, uh, and they've low-key signed some of the best talent out there. Um, and, and I mean, in, in reality, I look at the Impact roster, and I just think, ooh, I wish they would go to AEW. Ooh, I wish they would go to AEW. Ooh, I wish they would go to, you know. <laughs> so, so, so here's how I would go. Coming from Impact, the new four horsemen of impact wrestling and it would start off as with the mouthpiece the uh the the main guy he also could be the enforcer altogether killer cross and i've mentioned this to dfa before if you haven't watched a killer cross promo or a killer cross match you are missing out he oh. is he is well worth the the look and unfortunately, like right now, he's not being used on Impact because he's in kind of a um, uh, contract dispute with them. He's wanted out to potentially go someplace else. And hey, they're, E-dubs. they're yeah, AEW probably. Um, although I hear WWE has been really uh, approaching him and and sending feelers his way as well, and he'd be phenomenal no matter where he goes. Um, I know it's been reported that his girlfriend, Scarlett Boudreaux, Bordeaux, I always say it wrong. Scarlett Bordeaux uh, has signed French, NXT, uh, the smoke show, and she is right up Vincent Kennedy McMahon's uh, uh, wheelhouse. So if she does sign with NXT, I imagine we'll see her main roster way, way sooner than you'd be thinking. But Killer Cross is absolutely phenomenal. He is by far my number one choice. Number two for uh, the four horsemen of Impact Wrestling would be Brian Cage. And uh, he's one of those. Good choice. Yeah. I am still surprised that Vincent Kennedy McMahon hasn't 
like stolen him away from Impact because VKM probably creams his jeans just seeing pictures of him. He I was is, gonna say he's just he's made an offer. He's too busy masturbating to pay attention to the <laughs> response. I haven't responded. I'm currently fapping. Hold on. <laughs> um. So so you've got Killer Cross and Brian Cage. Then in the flamboyant Nature Boy role, uh, recent Impact Wrestling signee, Joey Ryan, which is a little out there, but I just love Joey Ryan. So he would have to be in Where are you at with your, your thought processes? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. Realize, you do realize if you're watching this much Impact that you can pay that close of attention, you uh, you have a patrol that you're supposed to do during the daytime, right? Like. <laughs> Like, you forget that there's a job that you have as well as an officer? And then, and then in the final fourth horseman role, uh, filling the Tully Blanchard role, very fittingly, Tessa Blanchard. Come at me, bro. Dude, that's... the four horsemen. Well, no, I don't that's care. Fine. You never said you couldn't put, pick woman. Sure didn't. And she's about to challenge for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship anyway. So, come at me. Ugh. It's a very, uh, it's, a, it's a huge cop out for picking another Blanchard to be part of the Four Horsemen, though. Like, yeah, really I don't know is. if that was like not creative, or <laughs> no, not it was really my, sure. It was my brilliant plan the entire time. Mwah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but that that, really, that is my. Just seriously, all be quiet to listen to you to go. Mwah. Mwah. Yeah, you did to let me do my evil laugh. Mine is an evil laugh. <laughs> evil laugh-ish, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> but, so that's that'd be the way I would go on the four horsemen of Impact Wrestling. Um, I think that would be phenomenal. Now there are other people I could have put instead of Joey Ryan. Uh, like I could have put Sammy Callahan. Uh, he yeah. would have been phenomenal in there. But right now, Sammy Callahan is part of his own faction. So I didn't really want to break that up um, with Ohio versus everyone OVE. Um, you know, there are other ones, but it just like Jake Chris, he's part of OVE. Uh, yeah, I just didn't see any anyone that jumped out at me quite as much as Joey Ryan. And seriously... Yeah. I can there a pun there. I feel like there's a pun there. <laughs> I could spend all day watching uh, Joey Ryan give people penis plexus. I bet you can. I bet you can. It's yeah. entertaining, but honestly, it just it just gets it gets stupid after like you know it's just like Orange Cassidy. I know you. I know he's great and everything, but he at least does something. Joey Ryan doesn't do much. Orange Cassidy can at least you know do a moonsault while he has his hands in his pocket. You know, and he's not always on TV. I feel like Joey Ryan, we see him on Impact like all the time, and it's just always the same penis plexes. Nope, nope. Witness nope. needs to be advised of his um, Fifth Amendment rights <laughs> <laughs> that you have the right to not incriminate oneself. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's how I would go. But I figure that uh, probably puts an end to FBI case number two. So now we will toss it over to the witness for FBI case number three. All right, all right, all right, all right. So I've been thinking if you were to change a character, uh, a wrestler in each brand, from going to either whichever they are, if they're face to go heel or heel to go face, which character or wrestler would you do that with in each brand and why? So each brand, I'm just referring to Raw, SmackDown, NXT. We're not doing AEWs because AEWs is freshly new, but something along the lines of making up a different either making up a different character together but they would have to be the opposite of what they are now and if they're heel they would have to become a face what would you do with them as a face technically it might take too long so pick a brand and pick a wrestler to do it with to make it easier because we want deets we want those dirty deets oh i i think i could still do all three brands probably okay um, fair enough yeah, rock paper scissors shoot you win go Okay, <laughs> I win. So to start off with, uh, the first person that I would flip 
would be currently on WWE Raw. And this is going to sound like a cop-out when I say this, but it's Seth Rollins. Because he's he's a heel. He. Why are you going to go first? <laughs> that, I would have taken that one. Yeah, I agree. He, he pre- he's pretending to be a face right now, but but nobody likes him. Nobody. And I'm a Seth Rollins fan, and I cringe every time he comes on the screen now because he 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 should totally be a heel. Um, but he, it's going there. You do see that, right? They're they're hinting at it. They're playing at it. But they really it they missed their opportunity. If they really wanted to do the Hell in a Cell ending that they did, right? The only way to come out of that is to have Seth turn heel. No, uh, you can't yet. You can't, or else they couldn't have done him against Wyatt again. Because if you make Seth heel, why is he facing Wyatt? Oh, Unless you be- join them together, which would have been weird. Nope, because you do a double turn. Because people are already cheering Bray Wyatt anyway. People, He was the best thing uh, to come along. Everyone loved him. Everyone right. loved him. They'd sing along with the intro to Firefly Funhouse. Uh, they'd post yowie wowie on their Facebook page or their Twitter page right. all the time. He was, even though his character was supposed to be a heel, he was a face. Everyone loved him. So you do a double turn in that. So Bray Wyatt comes out as the face. Seth Rollins is the dirty heel who exploited the rules, exploited everything to, to win the match and keep the the belt. Uh, and then Bray Wyatt can be the face who uh, was cheated on uh, and demanding a rematch in a way that he can't be cheated on this time. But, but how do you do the heel? Like, how do you do the actual... Like, with his fiend gimmick, you can't make that a face. Sure you can. It I don't know. a face. Look at this. Look if you at can make the... Stone Cold a face, you can make him a face. Yeah, if you can make Stone Cold a face, if you can make uh, Mankind a face, if you can make Kane a face. I'm just saying, not make... with that mask on. Sure you can. Kane yeah. was supposed to be horrible. He was vicious, and, all, and everyone loved him. And he became the big red machine. Um, that people loved and eventually he started doing comedy bits and stuff you can totally do it and and they could have but if you really wanted me to uh to go outside of uh seth rollins then officially part of the raw roster is ec3 who's sitting around being a dumb stupid face right now uh which is never what his character should have been in the first place he's supposed to be the smarmy rich a-hole um that's what he was down in NXT. That's what he was over in Impact. That's what he should be now. So I gave you two from Raw. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Uh, from Raw, no problem. Um, in By the terms way, thanks of, for taking at least one of those from me. Yeah, you're welcome. You're the one that wanted him to go first. So Mr. Rock Paper Shoot, next time you better win that Rock Paper Scissors or Shuddy. Yeah, I just lost, man. It's not that I wanted. I wanted him. <laughs> Sucks. Go. Okay, from SmackDown, and this you, is if you take this, I'm driving to your town tonight uh, and I'll, punching you in the face. I'll see you in three hours because it's gonna be Roman Reigns, right? Oh, thank God. Oh uh, no. Say, okay. You took mine. I was gonna be so mad. Go. Oh, I I totally thought you were gonna go with Reigns. I think Roman Reigns should have been a heel a long time ago. Um, back when we were booing him, the best time to turn him heel would have been. Um, and, you know, yeah, they could have done the uh, stupid, uh, overused, you know, you turned your back on me, fan, so now I'm turning my back on you like every heel does. But that's fine. You could totally do that. Um, he, he already has the cocky full of himself gimmick. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, no problem. He has that as a face. As that has a face, his, his heel turn would probably be very little changing with his character, <laughs> exactly. except for occasionally cheating to win. Mm. And and that's pretty simple. Solid and easy. I like it. Yeah. Super easy. <laughs> um, and then She never NXT, said that. Didn't she? All right, go on. I'm sorry. But for NXT, NXT is the tougher one, because if you would have asked me this uh, exactly a week ago... I would have answered Finn Balor in a heartbeat, uh, but I can't answer that now because he just turned heel, and it's wonderful, and he needs to stay heel at Amazing. least 
oh. for a while because it's amazing. So um, yeah, I, dare, I dare say it's glorious. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Um, <laughs> Damn, walking, talking cliches, huh? What is this? The walking t- cliche fantasy booking? Jesus. It could it, be some foreshadowing. I don't know. Oh, fair enough. Um, <laughs> and, and the tough thing is in NXT there's a little bit more blurred line between face and heel. And I'm not saying it's super blurred, because you do have the heel faction of the Undisputed Era, um, and you have some faces like Johnny Gargano, but then you've got a lot of people who are like Dominic Dijakovic. Is he a heel or a face? He's he's kind of heelish, I guess. Is is Keith Lee a heel or a face? I, I don't know. Kind, he's I'm, kind of in the middle. He's neither heel or face. He's yeah, just... You know, it's a face, <laughs> I think. You know, uh, I guess. A, I, you know, there's so many that you just don't really know. Um, uh, you know, the few that are 100% face or 100% heel, it would be tough to 100% turn one way or another. But, like, right now, I've mentioned before how big of a fan of Angel Garza I am. Right now, they have him as the white meat baby face. Um, which I know sounds weird when I'm talking about a Hispanic person, but uh, but he is totally the white meat baby face, and I would like him to see more of an Eddie Guerrero heel turn out of him. Uh, I think that would be phenomenal. Cheat hmm. to win, that would be the way I'd go. So that's my three. Okay. That's a All good right, three. NXT, Rhea Ripley. No sands or buts. I want her to be heel, I want her to be evil, I want her to be horrible. I want nobody to like her. Good call. And I and I would love every ounce of it. <laughs> I wanted to be I wanted to be Stone Cold Heel. I wanted to be Heel who attacks heels. Like that's how much I wanted to be Heel. Um, heels and faces. So um, the the one I I was itching to say I will hold off to last and that's SmackDown on uh, Raw. I have a little more difficulty with this, um, but. I think I take Shinsuke back to, um, sorry, I think I'm getting a little bit of crackle there. Uh, I think I take Shinsuke back to, uh, a face. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know what, what they're doing with Shinsuke right now. Um, they messed up when he first went heel and he did the no speak English thing. That was the route they should have gone with his heel character. And, I'm over Sami Zayn. Like, Sami Zayn needs to either wrestle or not. Well, I think he's injured or something. That's why he's not. I know. Like, put him in commentary then. Right. But, like, he's 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 wasted as a representative for Shinsuke. Shinsuke speaks English, Vince. I don't Same think he does. Alaskans. Uh, Shinsuke, we've actually seen interviews where he speaks English. Wow. Same with Cain Velasquez. Both of them do. It's frustrating. So oh, wow. okay. I want Shinsuke back in um, in face mode, and I'm absolutely okay with that. Um, and then, most importantly, and I'm gonna take my headset off so I can move it or move it away enough that I can do this. But I sm- think SmackDown needs to be awesome again. Mm. Uh, because Miz needs to go back to being a heel so badly, it's not even funny. And I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd agree. To, uh, I mean, again, Miz as a face, though, isn't bad either. He's still awesome. But yes, definitely out heel Miz. Officer Sparks for that being a cop-out. That's a cop-out. <laughs> yeah. it totally is he's now, bad as a face he's great as a heel I, I'm going to throw a little bit of a um, curveball at you though uh, according to if I'm correct the official results of the draft Shinsuke is also a Smackdown star Oh, for real? I, I swear I just saw him on Raw after the draft uh, right. they, he might have been on Raw after the draft, but he is officially the Intercontinental Champion on SmackDown, with oh. AJ Styles as the U.S. Champion on Raw. Oh, Ugh. one Good job. Lord. That's how confusing it is. Still, yeah, we haven't had enough time to let it settle. Well, the uh, problem is okay. they made up these rules about this draft, and we went off on it, and then they still haven't followed their own damn rules. I was going to choose Seth, but that's already been so- chosen. So, um, hold on. I, uh, 
Ah, uh, crap. I gotta look at the roster again so I can be accurate when I say this. That's valid. Yeah, he's definitely on SmackDown. Oh, my um, gosh. <laughs> so, KO, KO back to heel. Um, God, there's uh, Ricochet and, and the Indies played a really good heel. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Um, nope, I got it. I got it right now. Nikki Cross back to crazy. Okay. Um, she's officially SmackDown, too. <laughs> she's showing on the roster right now. Full Raw roster. I don't know uh, why, but she was part of the blockbuster trade back to SmackDown. God dang. (laughs) Ah, What a bunch of garbage this is. Charlotte back to being heel. Is she a face right now? And she's on Raw, though. You got that correct. But she is technically a heel. No? I don't know if we even know what she is. She... She comes out and she's a heel sometimes, and she's a face other times. This well, week, she's just cocky. That's what it is, though. She's still, she's still, you know, narcissistic. So whether she's a narcissistic heel or a narcissistic face, she's just cocky with doing so. So it's hard to tell, really. Because this week she pair, uh, teamed with Natalia to take on uh, the the women's tag champions, uh, uh, the, the, the Kabuki, Kabuki Warriors. Warriors. Or was that last week? I can't remember. I feel like that was the week before. um, Tag team. Good lord. No, that was that was the week before because uh, the what's her face did a singles match. Carrie Zane did a singles match with someone. No, it was this week, but it wasn't the Kabuki Warriors. It was the iconic. Oh right, that's it. Can we go? Can we go from buried to not buried anymore? Can I? Can (laughs) I do? Because Raw really just is garbage right now in terms of looking at their roster. Holy crap! Um, I guess Kevin Owens switching back Kevin Owens to to be in the heel. Um, AJ's too good as a as a heel. Oh, but he's not doing much though. Like he's been heel for too long. Technically, that's the writers though. Like I don't know. Yeah, but just get get uh, get him off this OC thing. Like, it's just not going anywhere. Like, what are you doing? You had this little thing with Street Profits, and that's still kind of going on. But Street Profits is still kind of just doing their own thing, anyways. Uh, yeah, the world title picture—that's what it really needs to be, which takes that focus off of off of having to have, for whatever reason, the fiend in the world title picture. Um, can we just, yeah, I don't, nobody wants the fiend in the world title picture. We all want him just to beat the crap out of everybody. Right. Everybody all the time. (laughs) And by the way, fun little fact, after Raw, they did have uh, a five minute match with a steel cage um, between the fiend and Seth Rollins. And it was, and they had the red lights and everything. So they did like a cage match after Raw, which of course it wasn't taped. And uh, Seth Rollins won. In five minutes by escaping the cage. So this is probably what we're seeing at Crown Jewel. Are you, how annoyed are you if you're that fan just sitting in the audience? Like, oh. I even I paid and I got this extra bonus match that I'm gonna get and that it's only gonna be us and maybe they'll actually show us the fiend win here and no no but also crown oh, oh now forget about crown jewel but also the red lighting like people were complaining about that at Hell in a Cell when I saw the photos of people snapping like the actual Hell in a Cell being all red and then their vantage point. Like you could barely see anything. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, I well, don't. you you know what also doesn't make any sense? The overnight ratings for Raw showed a significant uptick during the uh, uh, divorce court segment uh, with Bobby Lashley and Rusev. Oh, so, as much as we hate that segment, apparently people are tuning in for it. And that makes no sense because it's absolute crap. I have an answer. I finally do have an answer. Nope, never mind. She was traded. I was going to have Alexa Bliss go heel. Never mind. She was traded. <laughs> this is an old list. This has to be an old list. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess it's Kevin Owens um, going heel. Yeah, uh, I mean, he needs to. Like, they're not doing anything with him anyways. Um, I feel like maybe he'll... I feel like he might actually go up against AJ uh, at Crown Jewel when he's for the Intercon- or the U.S. title, whatever one it is, the U.S. title, and he's going to be in that little battle royale. 
So I feel like that's what they're going to do with him, which would still technically make him face if they yeah. do end up doing that. So, because they're not doing anything with him right now. And it's well, very I, disappointing. You can't turn Drew face. You can't turn Randy face, Randy Orton face. I mean, we've seen what those guys are as faces, and you're just like, ugh. And so I'm out on either of those. I mean, you can't turn Alistair Black, whatever the opposite of whatever he is. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah. angelic instead of dark. I don't know where you go. You'd be you'd be turning him smart so that he'd figure out how to get out of a room and go down to the damn ring. Oh snap! Cedric Alexander or Buddy Murphy? Those would be entertaining turns. This is a really good question, especially with the Raw roster, because it's so horribly done in terms of how they've assembled it and everything that you can do a lot with this roster. I got with, it. You turn No Way Jose to. Not a jobber. <laughs> that's, that's well, that's he was so good in NXT. Like I hated his gimmick, and I still hate his gimmick. But at least he was doing something in NXT. Like, yeah, can we can we have wrestlers who we just make not buried? I don't know. Good example, Eric Young. What a gift that that is. That they're just not using Akira Tozawa is in that category. Uh, Samoa Joe, the most susceptible man to a roll up in America. Well, he's technically is, out with a thumb injury, broken thumb, so. Yeah, so, can't, and I've, to be honest, I don't think they do much with him anyways. That whole last feud that he had with, I think, AJ's kid or something was really, really stupid, too. So they haven't really been doing yeah. much with him Joe when he was good. So. Joe needs to be the non-talking butt-kicker. I mean, that's what he needs the butt to be. <laughs> the Vince McMahon Club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, I've decided though that um, uh, uh, Alistair Black and uh, uh, Akam and Razor need to form a team of people who don't know how to get out of rooms, just a faction of themselves. No, that's it. You're referring to AOP and Alistair Black? Yes. I was thinking the exact same thing too. <laughs> and literally just call them, make a new faction and call it the room that they're always stuck in. And then have like Nikki Cross with them going crazy because she's also in there. And the room turns to be a padded room and they're in an insane asylum. I should be a WWE writer because that's the most genius thing that they could probably come up with now because they haven't been doing anything with these people for quite a while. And then you can have Aleister Black go, you're tearing me apart, Nikki. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, I did just recently find out that uh, Razor is actually from Amsterdam, so it would also make sense for him to be in a faction with Aleister Black. Mm. We'll call them the Dams. Yes. Well, you know what they you say. And, and, have, and have Farouk as the, uh, as the freaking manager. Yeah. The Dams. I, and I can tell this joke because my sister-in-law's from the Netherlands, right? So I have the right to tell this joke, but you know, Jesus. there's uh, three types of Dutch people, right? The Amsterdam Dutch, the Rotterdam Dutch, and the other damn Dutch. I might edit that out. Yep, yep, that was very oh, cheesy. If we're leaving my if we're leaving my dead area in that garbage <laughs> state in too. Uh, okay. Well, that yeah, was that's a, the end of the show, folks. <laughs> well, I guess we didn't hear specifically uh, who Justin would. Uh, yeah. Stop. Thank so. you, officers. Jesus. My <laughs> <laughs> Indian counts too. Damn. Um, but no, I'm gonna make it. Uh, I'm gonna make it uh, short and sweet here. So first of all, you know, uh, I'm going with KO. Make KO. Make Kevin Owens heal again. Um, granted, they're not doing anything with him, so they can easily do that. But get this guy back, uh, back on heel. Get him to see. I don't know. I want him in the world title picture. But how do we put him in when they don't know what they're doing with Seth? They're kind of turning him heel. Maybe have them. Maybe have KO interfere in the cage match somehow. Help Bray Wyatt, and therefore that would completely make Seth Rollins face again. And then that would completely screw that up because we don't need. Uh, we don't need uh, Wyatt to do anything. He, he'll be a face no matter what. So if KO helps Wyatt, KO will actually get a pop, but then do something vicious. Or maybe even do um KO-Wyatt feud, if you will. I don't know. Something like that, but you got to turn KO heel because I don't mind him as face. I like that little thing when he was with the uh, New Day uh, for like a whole week and a half, and then he turned heel. 
Um, but yeah, he's just better heel. So, you know, the whole Jericho side, friendship. Side note, Officer Smarks and I were live at the show that KO turned his back, just so you know. That was a lot oh, of fun. Were, and we marked out hard. Side note, I was at the SmackDown in Montreal when he when uh, KO joined the New Day, so... <laughs> so, so the so, week or so before us, because <laughs> we were there when he turned on the New Day. Exactly. <laughs> That's small world. There we go. Um, so that's who I would do for Raw, and honestly, get AJ. AJ is technically heel now, right? Yeah. Ah, but get AJ to I don't know, do something different. But KO's my heel guy for Raw. For SmackDown, honestly, you gotta get just because I know they're gonna keep working with him. You gotta get Braun Strowman to be like heel again i feel like he's a face technically now no even though he's going up against tyson fury i think he needs to be all the way whatever he is he needs to be all the way that yeah that's the problem is they keep trying to keep him as a tweener and and he doesn't really work as a tweener he's got to be one way or another i think fair enough so you know what miz miz let's turn him officially heel though uh although i don't mind him as a face definitely miz as a heel is so much better i still remember that smack talk that he did when he did went on a crazy rant and i just miss those miz days i miss those days (laughs) i see what you did there i know know. thank you thank you you. um nxt you know it's hard because everyone is in between um and i feel like there's already too many heels so I feel like someone has to, someone from Undisputed Era has to make a jump. You got already uh, Finn Balor, not necessarily in Undisputed Era, because he kind of walked away as he as he uh, piled uh, or DDT Johnny Gargano and just kind of left and wasn't with them in the ring. So he's not with them, but something has to side shift. We already got one extra. We got a face turn heel. We need someone else going face because there's just not that many faces um, in NXT at the moment. I and feel a, like Keith a lot of Lee is your face right now. Who? Keith Lee. <sighs> he's just uncharismatic. <laughs> I don't know. Well, he's not really. You think he's what? Heel? Face. Like, I think he's pure face right now. I think his Titantron makes him face. But then when he comes out, I feel like no one really cares. Like, they're excited, but it's... I don't know. He just has to be more charismatic for us to know what he is. Because he's just there and wrestling. And he's a phenomenal wrestler. It's fine. But, like, I don't know. I, uh, yeah. I don't well, know. And, and, and if there's a question about it, then he's not. He's not... I mean, he's not Gargano-level face right now, obviously. Right. Right, definitely not Gargano face. Um, but we need more faces in NXT. We need more superheroes, if you will. Gargano, I feel like, wasn't as big as a... Like, El... Uh, what, I always mess around in his name. The guy that just came back that was with our Gargano in the ring, and that's when Finn Balor made his oh, little... Champa? Champa, that's it. Tommaso Champa. That's it. Um, you know, like... That that's Gargano and Tomasa Campa are the only real two faces technically that have been put towards that category. Everyone else is kind of in between. Well, I guess you have uh, what's his face? Um, why am I forgetting everyone's name today? The um, the bro, uh, the original bro, Riddle. Riddle. So Riddle's face still, I believe. Nothing's changed this past NXT because I didn't watch uh, last week. Uh, yeah, no, he still would be face. I he's, would see what I mean? But yeah, he's definitely still face. Dream is face. Face, right? So I know he was yeah. here at one point. He's back at face. So I guess we have a few, but just not any monumental faces to kind of like Finn Balor, genius. Because, well, should I say Prince? Excuse me. The Prince is back. It's no longer just Finn Balor. The Prince is back. Are they actually calling him Prince Devin? No, they uh, they're still calling him Finn Balor, although he did specifically say the prince is back. So yeah, in his in his post SmackDown interview that he did with uh, uh, Renee and and Booker. Right. So hopefully they just call him Prince Devin, change get Finn Balor out of there just for now. Like whatever, you could always go back to it. It's WWE trademarked, so that's fine. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I guess I would just go with. Uh, one of the undis like 
yeah, maybe do Roderick Strong, turn him, uh, turn him face, just so you can kind of have a three on three, if you will. Yeah. With uh, Gargano, uh, Kappa, and Strong versus Undisputed Era with Finn Balor, kind of yeah. thing. I don't know. There's I, not many choices in NXT. It's weird. I did debate on choosing Roderick Strong for my face turn in NXT, um, which would go back to last week uh talking about uh or was it two weeks ago we talked about uh uh breaking up or or uh having absolution of yeah having them lose all their gold so yeah that was really pissed that night you were really pissed about that i was still am but (laughs) but well that was a fun episode i gotta be honest with you uh we all brought some surprising uh challenges this week um and i think i think we had fun i don't know about you but i did <laughs> yeah, yeah good I had a blast. but uh i think that'll probably bring us to a close for this week's visit from the fbi as always uh, i invite you guys to follow us on twitter i am at raw and order wbu da fabe is at da vincent k fabe excellent and justin you are and then i am uh well just follow my personal twitter at jlb420 um and that's where i am at or at real talk radio 8 for the podcast awesome always uh subscribe to us on the podcast listening platform of choice we also now have a youtube channel where we uh, try to upload each of these in uh, video format, if that's your preferred way to do it. Uh, so subscribe to us there. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Review us on your podcast listening platform of choice. Give us five stars. Just like Dave Meltzer gives uh, pretty much any uh, Kenny Omega match. Um, <laughs> and then... Uh, we are the Kenny Omega of podcasting. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we've talked about before, anchor.fm support. Uh, so you can go on there and throw us a little bit of money this way. Uh, you can also uh, find Justin's podcast on anchor.fm and many other uh, podcast platforms. Uh, anyone you prefer, Justin? Uh, you know what? At the end of the day, just go to realtalkradio.ca and you will have all of them to choose from, from Apple to Anchor to Spotify to Pit, uh, Stitcher, all that fun little stuff. Uh, so just go to the website. It's easy to remember. That's where the talk gets real. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, buddy. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we will be back um probably later this week since uh our regular recording night for the wbu falls on halloween uh Mm -hmm. we will probably we need our chocolate we gotta you know get our candy on first and then so we will we will find a different day to record the wbu it will be delayed this week but we will um be back later this week with wrestling booking unit and then next week again with another visit from the fbi Case closed.